0: Welcome to the Live the Experience podcast. Hi, my name is Lenny and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in and welcome back to the Live the Experience podcast. This episode is a little bit different than the ones before because my guest did not volunteer but rather did a professional internship. He went on a global talent project. That's one of the other projects we offer, which allows you to gain professional experience for some month in a big company somewhere in the world. Suel and I talk about starting a new life in the United States and the difference between working in an agile startup to working in a big and slow corporation. If you're wondering how professional experience with Isaac can look like, you're at the right place. I hope you enjoyed and talk to you after the episode. Suel, what's up? How are you what's doing?
1: What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate that.
0: Well, welcome to the Live the Experience podcast. Super excited to have you today because it's the first global talent participant I'm talking to and getting yep. on the show. Okay. Um, so super interested how how does how that will go and um, having this other product on the show now too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very glad that you um, that you gave me this opportunity. Um, Global talent is one of the you know underrated programs uh, that we have, <laughs> and I think that um, it's a good way to showcase it on this format, which is a podcast. Um, yeah. I hope that all live up to the expectations.
0: Um, let's talk a bit about your internship. So explain a little bit to us, what are you doing, where are you, and what company are you working for at the moment?
1: Um, good. So um, after finishing my ASIC experience in 2017, um, I applied for this opportunity in the United States, um, and um, it's with UPS, um, the shipping company, uh, because most mm-hmm. of the people don't know it until they say, hey, it's the same thing as DHL. So UPS ships packages from point A to point B um, and does this globally. But uh, I work for them right now um, as a marketing analyst trainee in the international marketing department. Um, and I got hired by them under the global talent program in partnership with ISAC. Um, and God, it was an amazing experience until now. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta, so Georgia. So how long
0: are you on the experience already? Um, I'm in. I'm
1: 11 months in the experience. Um, and I have... Um, I have seven months left into
0: it. All right, and so you're you're located in Atlanta in Georgia. Yes. Um,
1: Atlanta, How do Georgia. you like Atlanta? It's um, it's an interesting city. Um, it's a very it's a very growing city. Um, so there's a lot of people that are moving into the city right now and the suburbs of it. Um, a lot of startups are happening. A lot the startup scene is really cool in here. Um, the art scene as well. If you know if you know Russ Twenty One Savage um, and the Migos, they're all from here. Uh, the rappers. Um, and, um, it's been, it's been really cool. It's a very good mix between art and business in here.
0: And then give us a little bit about, uh, of your background. So what did you study and, um, how did that led to taking this opportunity in the U.S.?
1: Okay. Oh, well, that's going to be a fun story. Um, so, so I, I started, uh, I started by going to a very, very normal university in Morocco. Um, I got my high school degree in, in 2010. Um, and basically I didn't make a choice. I, I didn't even have a choice of where to go, uh, because my, my high school grades were not amazing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, um, I had to just push through the system and go through like the most accessible university, uh, that I could get. Um, so I signed up for a university where I studied, um, theoretical physics. So everything related to thermodynamics, mechanics, uh, energetics and all that, um, doesn't mean that I took this choice by passion. It was just, as I told you, pushing through the system. Um,
0: and, and it was presented to you and you took it,
1: right? Exactly. I mean, that's, that was the, my only option. Otherwise, I'll just, you know, um, not fit, drop out. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but I, uh, I, I, there is no way I could do that. So um, I just uh, pushed through the system and was trying to figure out what I should do. Um, I was not even big, as I told you about um about having a dream and achieving it or um, having a passion or something like that um, because the environment was not the right for it. But uh, fast forward two years um, after that, I'm in the second year of this the same spot. um, And I got introduced to Isaac through a very fun event. um, Thanks to the guys that made this event because they sold us Isaac the best way. So fast forward um, after this event, they converted us to become ISEC customers, which is becoming a member. Um inside ISEC and So then you,
0: you joined you joined Isaac and then did your focus shift a bit in, in terms of what you want to do in life and what yes, you want to pursue?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Um I um, in, in, in ISEC, I discovered my passion, and in ISEC, I discovered um, I discovered the field that I really wanted to pursue, which is what I'm doing right now, which is marketing. So, um, I, fast forward after joining ISEC, um, I've had this very like various experiences um, in different fields, and every one of the one of the best advices that anyone can give you about becoming more self-aware and discovering your passion is is not to think about it, but go and do different things so that when you find that thing that you really love, you will know it while doing it. Right. Um, and that's yeah. what happened to me. So um at some point I randomly stumbled upon marketing department in ISEC. And I was like, yeah, that's that's that sounds creative, innovative, things that I would like to do and I enjoy doing. I would like to pursue yeah. my life in that. And after that, after finishing my degree in um in theoretical sciences, theoretical physics, Um, I just decided that I will go for marketing and not the same field, which was a completely different field. And everybody is like, oh, no, you should have a background in economics. You cannot do that. You cannot do this and that. Um, But um, you just did the
0: master in in marketing then?
1: Yeah, I just uh, I I signed up for six. I actually um, applied for six marketing masters and I got rejected from all of them, but one. And I took that one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and then, um,
0: yeah, I guess that's then also, that's then the bridge towards doing an internship in the field of marketing abroad. Right. Um, yeah. so then tell us what is, it diff- was it difficult to start a new life in the United States and live on your own and, um, have like be in this complete different environment? I guess it was your first time in the United States, right?
1: yes um yeah you hit you hit a really interesting note right here um uh, because um it's not, yeah it's definitely not easy to start a new life in the country um so bef- like before coming here i was traveling a lot like a total of four to five countries um a year per year um and so i was i was kind of kind of confident that relocating to a new country and embracing its culture and its way of living it's not going to be hard for me because I already have a big network of international friends, um, and I really traveled abroad and everything, so that should be good, right? But I was really wrong. So um, I always thought it was going to be the same thing as going for like a two-weeks vacation into Europe and coming back, but until... Until the the first day when I was flying in the airport, like I mean, I was in the airport and flying to the United States. Um, there was a lot of crying because of the family, of course, that's mm, <laughs> that's a different see. thing. But um, so I really relocated to the um to the country, uh, United States. I landed in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: What was your first impression when you arrived in in Atlanta? Like first thing you thought about when you s- took a step out of the airport?
1: Yeah, it was the first thing was. Like literally this statement showed up in my mind. I was like, this is America. Like this is, <laughs> this is, you you've, You awkwardly feel that you are already in America. Like even in the airport, it's, the airport is huge. Um, The structure of it is kind of the same thing as the movies. I mean, this is, a, don't get me wrong. The movies don't really portray exactly what's happening inside the United States, but they give you the patterns, right? They give you the yeah, yeah, yeah pattern true. recognition yeah, of the yeah. country. And once you get there, you're like this, Truly, this is America, yeah. um, and that was that was very grateful for um, the ISEC members that um, helped us to to go through a lot of things um, from legalities, galleries, logistics, um, and everything. But you know, building a per, building a personal life in a new country is not that easy. Um,
0: of course, um, yeah, especially I guess when when you are working in a very professional environment it, and it's not like you have these daily social gatherings right no no it's
1: it's 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 really i mean for me to figure out the system of the country it took me some time like for example one one small thing is dipping in the united states um, i mean in morocco whenever i go to a restaurant or a cafe i just consume the thing and i if if it's three euros, I pay three euros for the thing and I go away. But here in the United States, you have to give you have to give te- at least ten or fifteen percent of tipping to the server mm-hmm. because they don't pay them that well. And I never knew this, so I, I I was like I went for a whole month without tipping anybody, and I always get these awkward looks. They almost want to hit me in the face, but <laughs> you know they just they just can't say anything because they know I'm a foreigner. Uh, but then afterwards, my friends explained it to me. But then just these little details um make you figure out the country. Like once you figure once you figure out the cheat codes for the country or for the environment and the culture and all that, you're good to go. But before, it's um it's kinda interesting because um I, I always thought that people that talk about talk about loneliness are kind of weak mentally or like weak um for the personality bit in and all that until I actually came to the United States. Um, and, um, at some point, like just the, the thought of coming back home and having to, to just sit there and not really go out with my friends or something like that was horrible to me. Um, and, um, it's, I missed, I, I, like I didn't have this support, this support system, this close friend support system that will go through with you through the good and the bad and feel you and have this empathetic feeling with you and everything. Um, and. That, that I that I had to build personally um um so like I yeah invested a lot of time into um I you know I I was literally finding like, new example, friends
0: and building yeah. new friendships right yeah instead in, of like in, just in coming workplace. back
1: instead of coming back from work and scrolling through Instagram and watching people like showing showcasing their best life on stories um I was I said this is the moment where I personally have to capitalize a lot on what I love. And what, I, and what I would like to do, everything that I didn't didn't want to start or I was lazy upon, this is the time to do it, right? And I moved, I actually elevated myself from from being, you know, on a very bad mood almost every single day and coming back from work and saying, hey, I have nothing to do and everything like that to uh, a place where I don't even have time to think about little details like this. Um, so yeah. I came back to playing tennis after stopping for six years. I started playing soccer um, in a league. Um, I started a side hustle as a business, which is one of the things that I really wanted to do for, for so long. Um, and now, I mean, you know, when I explored my passion, or when I explore the things that I want to do, um, I'm really, really out of this phase, this really bad phase <laughs> of, uh, of loneliness and all that. And that's real, by the way. Um, I mean, yeah. I didn't, never thought it was real, but it was real.
0: Let's talk a bit about your company, um, because now your background is a little bit um, like you, you experience a lot in these um, startup-like uh, comp, uh, startup-like environment. Working in a university, and now you come to UPS, which is a multinational company, and uh-huh. their processes and strategies are completely different to to what you've experienced before, right? Yep. How was it difficult for you to get used to this at the beginning?
1: Yes, um, definitely. It was definitely difficult because uh, my background is with is working with ISEC and working with startups. Um, and that's a very small scale. Um, yeah. Also very fast paced scale, which means that um, like if you... Very if agile. You, you're very agile. Like if you think about an idea in the morning, you're already trying to roll it out. Let it run this app out, this feature out in like two days or something like that. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the same thing in corporate America. <laughs> How is roll- it
0: in, uh, at UPS?
1: Um, in in UPS, it's more like if you have an idea, it's not gonna roll. If if it sees the day, it's not gonna roll out until like eight months or nine months later. Um, wow! Don't get me wrong, it's, it's a not huge because difference. Yeah, it's not because they're retarded. It's just because that scale is gigantic. Like for example, in a in a startup. Um, you're you're dying to make money to survive. Like you have to try a million ideas, and if one of them works, you're gonna make a lot of money. But in you from a UPS perspective, or from a from a big company perspective, um, you can't just keep trying and trying and trying and failing because you have a, a whole lot of PR around you, and your stocks are are in public, right? Like they can just go down yeah. at, at any time, and you lose a lot of money. And if you Keep trying, like f- like bad ideas without studying the background of them and involving a lot of data in them. Um, you can you're not losing like few dollars. You're losing like millions of dollars. So like, I understand. Yeah. And also, UPS existed for more than 110 years, so they have all these little legacy history. coming yeah. coming from their history and all that. So that's why their processes are slow. It's because. They want to make, they want to do the right thing, you
0: know. What professional skills do you think you develop being in this very different corporate environment that you wouldn't have or that you couldn't have developed uh, being in this very agile entrepreneurial uh, environment? Hmm.
1: Well, um, I mean, I can I can count to you a lot of them from project management to professional communication and all that. But one thing that really struck me um, that, that I learned the hard way was... Um, was that so? I'm a. I'm, i am would like to think that I'm that I'm a creative and innovative person, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the, most of the people that have the same traits of personality like me, that are ideas people, they they lack a lot of practicality. Um, which means that you're throwing ideas here and there. You can do this feature. You can have this products, This and that, and it's most of it is like 80% of it is just talks. You know, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know, like when somebody is telling is telling you, oh, I've had the idea of Uber before Uber, and you're like, okay, but you didn't do it. And somebody <laughs> named Travis had the same idea, and he did it, and now he's a billionaire. You know, like it's the same thing. So um, I've had I'm I'm this I'm I was a person like this. Um, and then at some point, my manager came up to me, and he had like a you know a one-to-one meeting with me, and he said, um, "What you're doing right now is is over promising and under delivering by saying all these ideas to everybody and not doing anything about them. They think that you're just you know just you just want to look cool, but just it, a try, try try yeah exactly. Just try to do the opposite. Try to under promise and over deliver." And I said, "Wow." This is the prophecy. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so what I, I mean, I just did a test for just to, I mean, it really resonated with me, but I wanted to test it. So what I did is that I was working on this project with, the, with the, one of the, our regions and they needed this report. And I said, I can deliver this report to you in, in two weeks. Um, and they said, yeah, sure. They agreed with the, with the timeline. It's going to be delivered in two weeks and everything. Good. Good. So I worked on that report and I delivered it in 10 days instead of two weeks. And mm. the dude was was fascinated. They were like, oh my God, how did you do to make all to make all this report in less than two weeks? This is amazing. And they were like, they were really fascinated. And that was just like a little test of how to <laughs> of how I of how like actually under like under promising and over-delivering helped me like to go through this experience um and you know now i'm leading other projects so like now it's like whenever i have an idea i like the i i have this five second you know this five seconds rule like when you Mm -hmm. have when you think about something you have to do it five seconds later otherwise you'd never do it again that's what i do right now like any idea i have at least pitch it to somebody and do something about it and you know and not just talk about it
0: no, <laughs> is that also then something you would say um when when we talk again about the four leadership qualities we try to develop in responsible leaders um through yeah. these Isaac experiences. Um is that something that would resonate with you where you would say that's really something where I got more self-aware?
1: yes. um i I think that I ha- have gained. A lot of self awareness. Um, since I came to the United States, I was already big on self awareness before. Uh, before this experience, and I thought. I mean, was... it's
0: never it never stops, right? That's the beauty yeah. of the cycle because these four qualities. I don't think there will be a point in time where you can say, "Okay, I'm perfect, 100, percent at all of those four qualities."
1: Yes, um... it, it never
0: ends because you have to sustain it and you have to sustain them. Um, so there's they're infinitive, I would say.
1: Yes, it is very true. Um, it's the 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 only thing that i would say is that like currently like um, in in any given moment you you always think that in that moment you're in the peak of your self awareness or in that thing you're doing you know what i yeah. mean uh, bef- until until you go th- through another experience that will prove you wrong um and that's and then you have to start to
0: over again Yeah,
1: exactly and then you like you just you throw everything in the garbage and then you start start again over you open a new page and you start writing it's the same thing like i really thought that i was self, self-aware i really thought i was really high on self-awareness before coming to here um and i just came here and i and then i i put myself into a completely different zone not my comfort zone at all like miles away from it by living alone by Um, by sustaining myself alone by becoming the CFO and the CEO of my own life and not Mm -hmm. nobody's doing anything for me but I'm doing everything for myself Um, and being in this environment that is slow-paced and more analytical rather than gut feeling and innovation driven Um, and I can tell you just a little story just on the fly it's um, I was saying that like people in Morocco, they don't gain a lot of sense of responsibility that fast in their lives because the, the, we have this culture where the family sticks together in Morocco. Um, like you never, you never start living by yourself until you, you until you have to. For example, until you get married or until you uh, you have a job in a different location. That's where that's yeah. when you actually go out of your of your, of your, of your parents' house, um, and that kind of it's kind of a thing or a cultural thing that um doesn't allow you to build um build sense of responsibility and sense of discipline very fast in your life um until you once once you go out it's a shock it's a comp- it's from it's black and white it's from zero to 100 you know what i mean um, yeah. and that's definitely one of the things when i when i came here i started being very very independent and um and um, having this new life in this new country. So it made me grow a lot, personally and professionally. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And then let's talk a little bit about your professional future. can be yeah. scary, but also can be very beautiful to talk <laughs> about. Uh, yes. But how do you think um, that this internship you're currently doing, and now you you spent 11 months there and you have still have seven months to go, um, how, will, how will it help you to take the next step in your career?
1: Uh, that's the million dollar question my man um it's um it's it's very interesting because um because now um i'm in this now i'm in this situation where i'm in a country that has a lot of opportunities in it um and um i've always been big on entrepreneurship i've always been big on you know being independent and creating a business that would impact people's lives um and that's basically like when i came to the united states it's just this this thought or this, this dream, um, started becoming reality, like very, um, very slowly. Um, definitely the skills that I'm, that I'm gonna, that I'm gathering right now by living alone and also by, by working in corporate, um, will help me a lot to, to get my next experience. It's probably going to be in some other company or something like that. But what I know for sure is that if I go, if I go at it solo as an entrepreneur, I can still survive. Which I never thought I would I would do that before, um, especially when I was b- there back in Morocco. Um, now, like I'm as as I'm working right now with GPS, I'm running a side hustle, um, and it's it's doing good, um, and I really like it. And you know, like the high of making money outside of having a salary by the end of your month is just for to me, it's one of the best feelings ever, um, mm. and. Um, now I'm very sure that I can sustain myself by being an entrepreneur, and I will definitely do that in the far future.
0: That's awesome, man! Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, I really, I really like to see, enjoy seeing uh, your learning curve and and your journey now going to the U.S., um, going to this corporate world. But on the other hand, like it doesn't mean that you will stay corporate, but you use the skills and just the the fact of. Again, getting out of your comfort zone and seeking this discomfort in the U.S. helps you to also um, flourish your your entrepreneurial skills, right? And to be entrepreneurial, to start your own uh, side business. Um, And I love the the combination of corporate and entrepreneurial just with you as one person. Um, Yeah. So all all the best for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a very enjoyable experience. So... um... So yeah, I wish it for
0: everybody that is listening right now. (laughs) And then definitely uh, have a good time for for your last seven months and then whatever happens afterwards, I'm sure you will do just fine.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that.
0: Now, this was the first guest I had who went on a global talent project and I'm sure more will follow and also some who went on our third product, the global entrepreneur product. But for now, if you're curious, uh, what kind of professional experience we have in store for you, or if you're looking for something to differentiate differentiate yourself through an international professional experience, make sure to check out isaac.org. You can sign up so that the local office that is closest to you can get in touch with you and send you some more information. And as always, um, hit me up on Instagram or send me a mail if you have any thoughts, feedback. If you have any questions directly to me, you can always just uh, approach me. Um, As always, you'll find all the links in the show notes. If you like this podcast, please rate it and share it um, with your friends and family. That would really mean a lot to me. And until then, have a great day. Talk to you next episode.